AIB is a safe space for us ladies and ladies to discuss our bodies, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. We're offering insights, sharing stories, laughing, supporting, and unlocking our divinity together. There's no greater power than that of the flower that is always in bloom. Um, so we already uh, touched on it already, but uh, welcome to another episode of Always in Blue. Hey, hey, we here. And I'm so, so excited for today's topic, guys, because it's spicy. This one's interesting, okay? Uh, this episode will be about our whole friends, whether she is us or we are living vicariously through he- through her. She is essential to the part um, of the all-encompassing female identity. Drop them, take their money, take their souls, and repeat. The whole friend has taught us so many things. I am your girl, Grace Annette. And I'm Muyali. And we have the wonderful, amazing Nichelle Hawkins here with us. Hey. Hi, Nichelle. Thank Hi. you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Of course. I'm excited to be here. Um, now, Nichelle is a dancer, mentor, YouTuber, and talent acquisition professional mm. who is passionate about inclusion and creative freedom. She's a part of a woman's empowerment business called Embracing the Crown. Queen. Working with millennial women of color, helping them embrace their skin, the skin that they are in. Nichelle attended Rutgers University, where she obtained a BA in Human Resource Management and Labor Relations, minoring in Women Gender Studies. Her involvement in multiple community-based organizations is what birthed her desire to work in the DNI space and empower others. Again, thank you, Nichelle, for yes. being here with us today. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you. Great intro. <laughs> yes. I wonder who wrote it. <laughs> how are you feeling Nichelle thank you again for joining us how I'm you good uh, yeah I'm feeling good I'm feeling uh adventurous as you know I'm out here in Austin so a lot of changes but I feel good I feel good about it all word it's very exciting this is our very first exciting. virtual interview yeah. actually so I'm like in the headphone thing yeah I feel I feel really official like I'm like yeah. mm-hmm, right like right. now I feel like a podcaster no you guys look legit <laughs> <laughs> We have headphones. <laughs> we can dive right into our over here. We're about this episode of being a hoe. Our hoe friends. <laughs> Are you a hoe? Am I a hoe? Is she a hoe? Uh, but first, let's break down what a hoe is to all of us. What does a hoe mean to you? Or what does being a hoe mean to you, Nichelle? Oh, I go first. Um, being a hoe, I feel like if I was just to strip it down and make a definition, it would be someone who has multiple partners, someone that doesn't care about societal norms when it comes to what you should do as far as like your body goes. It's someone that just embraces their feelings, their energy, and if it's mm-hmm. right, then they're going to go for it. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like I that definition. That. Heck yeah. I'm, a- I'm with it. What about you, Mia? What does uh, being a homie do? I'm I'm with everything that Nichelle just said. Um, (laughs) I think like a hoe, especially the way we're going to title this episode is hoe, H-E-A-U-X. Fancy hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like we've re-empowered the word. I think that stepping into your empowerment and whether that means being sexually liberated, but it's being confident in your being and not letting anybody else dictate how you navigate the world, whether it be sexually, um, it's just taking taking it in and owning that that's what being a hoe is and shout out to jasmine sullivan with hotels and really showing out and showing up even the extended version i'm like yep 
I am a hoe through and through. I wear that on my chest. It is a, it is in my bio on Twitter. Like I, I am a hoe. Um, I own that now. Fully embracing it. I absolutely love that. For me, being a hoe is a lifestyle. Okay, mm-hmm. It's not. But being a hoe is really like a moment to me. It's like a week, an hour, an outfit. You know what I mean? It is a vibe. It's an energy. You can be a hoe sometimes. You can decide to not be a hoe. Um, the actual <laughs> definition of hoe uh, comes and derives from the word whore, which is a slang for the word prostitute, which mm. uh, in direction just means somebody who sells their body uh, for traded goods, money, food, other things. Mm. Um, but it's definitely shape-shifted, uh, especially in recent years, like when you said, as we've reclaimed the word. Um, and before, I feel like it would be, like you'd feel some type of way if somebody called you a hoe. Yeah, I feel like it's like... Yeah. Like, even if we are using, like, the same terminology and same definition, I feel that it was meant in a derogatory way originally, where it's like, um, I'm using what I have to get what I want. Um, Okay, baller. Big facts. It's like they spent it back. Um, Yeah. And honestly, it's more specifically tied to to women. You know what I mean? Because. Like if you if you hear that word out and you immediately think of like a woman, you're not equating that or putting that label or, you know, title onto anyone who identifies as a man. So it's like there's also layers to this uh, <laughs> to this word. You know what I mean? Now, big facts is whenever you call so, like a man ho- uh, like a man a whore, it's usually like a man whore. Like you say it, like you're never even like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's being a whore. Like, right. no, no, that's a man whore, or that's a right. man ho. Like, yeah, and yeah, why yeah. does there need to be any uh, gender difference when it's all the same thing? Like you're just being a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> you're just using what you have to get what you Which want. Is- exactly. Literally. <laughs> and I, I think that's kind of a beautiful thing because sometimes we need things. We need things. It takes a lot to define yourself and like say what you actually want and how you're going to get it to take action on what you're going. To. We we support hoes out here. 100%. I think uh, depending on how you label it, a quote unquote whole phase is definitely uh, oh, yeah. essential in mm. a uh, female's journey. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you need to be promiscuous during your whole phase. Right. I think that's, you know. We can separate the two. But I definitely think it is necessary because, um, so I don't know if it got recorded, but I'm in quarter four of my whole season, of my whole phase in life, right? Come on, Q4. Q4, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm almost out the game. Um, But I have very, you know, quarter one was real, was real new. I was new to everything when I, because uh, my whole life I grew up just wanting to have like one partner. And I wanted one boyfriend that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And he was going to ask me to marry him. And then I was going to have his babies. And, like, I didn't have to worry about, like, playing the game and, like, not necessarily, like, talking or flirting. But, like, I didn't have to be out here, like, in the streets. Yeah, you were supposed to be courted and acquired. You didn't have to show. Exactly. Um, And then things just ended up where I was just, I wasn't in the streets, but I was single. And I decided that I want to be out in the streets because it seems fun out there. You guys make it seem lots of fun. (laughs) And to a certain extent, it is. It definitely is to be able to. uh... I was going to ask you, like, how does it feel to be in that structure? Because a piece of me, like, it's a little bit of a a common thread throughout life where I have had that mentality and still kind of do from being transparent. Like, you know, I would love that, that, that story. But on the other side of it, it's like having this quote unquote freedom to just move as you please and you don't owe anyone a loyalty or a certain type of connection like how has that felt for you you know it has felt like 
it felt amazing. I've had so much fun in my whole phase, like truly, truly so much fun developing my rosters, you know, throughout the seasons, picking people up, dropping people like Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of fun uh, throughout it. Um, But it also just made me uh, come into myself a little bit more because like, I've been having fun with it. So like, you know, I'm not necessarily always like the same grace with like all of my hoes. <laughs> um, but you, I do realize the things that I keep like consistent mm. and like that, you know, the same stories that I will like tell between all of them um, or the same parts of the story that I'll keep the same between all of them. Um, so it, I definitely think it's helped me develop uh, my core as a person and really come into my sexuality. Um, mm. I've always been a very sexual person, uh, but my whole phase, I was really just like, yep, this is where my power is coming from. I love that. I love that. Um, that empowerment through your through your being, and I think this this episode is titled um, "Ho Friends" because it's a value in the connection that you create with someone else, whether you are the ho or you're just friends with them. Because I've definitely tried the whole phase. It did not work out for me. I found out really early. I was just like, (laughs) "All right, two people." I just called someone the wrong name. It was real messy. I couldn't keep up. (laughs) So I just so like you don't call them by their names. Come on, girl. I'm gonna write a book. Thank you, babe. Hey, babe. Boo, love, handsome. It just didn't lie. I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> so I feel like having you in my circle and us being so close, I was able to see your liberation and your identity flourish and grow. Um, so that made me want to explore myself and my even my sexual identity. You know, like I I feel like it's something that we all have to to look into because as women we're not necessarily told to be as liberated you know like i said before we are something to be courted and then we are kept courted and kept Mm -hmm. as opposed to expressed and flowing and what we actually are infinite yeah so shout outs to my whole friends bow you already know how about yourself, Nichelle? Did you go through a whole phase? Um, I know you said that that wasn't really like your mentality because you know we had that same mentality early on but like what is what is your journey been Good question. So for me, similar to me, I felt like I was lying. So one thing, <laughs> actually, right, it would be like, and you guys know, I was in like this long ass relationship. Can I cuss? Is that fine? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. So I was in this long ass relationship. And when I got out of that, I entered into this like pool of prospects, if you will. And I found myself like I would play, I'd had fun. Like for me, it was like first, second base. Like, you know, that was like wild or whatever. (laughs) And I remember having a friend who was, you know, I think it was like our first day uh, freshman year in college. And she came back to the dorm the next day and was like, yeah. So I stayed with that guy we met at the party and we were all like, (gasps) you know, (laughs) thing. And she was just like, yeah, I'm like, were you protected? Do you have safety? Did you do this? Did you trust it? Like it's all these different layers. Realized, okay, that's me. You know what I mean? Put that on anyone else. So she was the best, though. We had so much fun. I felt like whenever I was, this is the thing, though. Whenever I would have fun and play, it was like I'm talking to this person, and it would be like three months goes by, and I'm like, I didn't diversify. I didn't. I didn't find. You know? Yeah. Post grad or whatever, I found myself just like more so in my whole phase. It was like getting used to the idea of dating multiple people and being able to be courted by multiple people. Mm-mm. And if you know what I mean? And being comfortable with that and not feeling like I had to automatically attach. So, so even back to my description of what a hoe means or whatever, like to me, I was on some level of that, of being like, you know what? Let me not feel so connected and bounding myself to these people and like hanging on for dear life as mm-hmm. if this is the end all be all. So for me, it was understanding like, 
you are not defined by the person you're with and you're also okay to, you know, pick and choose, have fun. Like, don't be yeah. so intense about it. Like, I don't want to stress myself out anymore. So it was a, it was an interesting journey, but I feel like I don't regret anything. I'll say that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Are you currently single? Yes. Okay. Are and you, you're just like, are you like, are we still like in this? Like you're just dating so, oh my God! I, can ask. I mean, I don't mean to put it like put it like fantasy. <laughs> love life. Like. Fine. So, I was in a relationship. We recently broke up, but the relationship was probably a little like a year or so, a little over a year. Before that, I was talking to people, dating, like having fun, and now even after that relationship, like we're still cool as hell. But I'm like kind of in my power of being like, I'm fine. Like, you know, like, like now my eyeballs and looking around, I'm like, okay, kind of cute. Like, you know, just trying to get back into feeling it. So I'm in an interesting position right now. I'll say that it's complicated. It's complicated. Oh, right. I love a, it's complicated. Right. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think uh, it being complicated is actually speaking to your full identity as yeah. a woman and as a sexual being. Cause it's sometimes like, Ooh. oh no, I'm in a relationship. I'm single. I'm, fl- I'm going and talking to a bunch of different people. It's like, it's complicated i'm figuring it out i'm yeah, acknowledging exactly. that i have several steps of being who i am that's yeah, what's up it, it better be complicated stay complicated folks <laughs> I love the point that you had made um about uh you realizing that you we're like trying to be a whole whatever and like we're talking to somebody for like three months and like you had it like diversified I think that's a really interesting point because part of my whole phase was making me part of what I realized throughout my whole phase was that like I don't have to have as deep of connection with everybody that I meet Mm. and like just because we click and just because like it's great doesn't mean that this needs to be longer than like a month-long fling because I've had to go through it a couple times where I was like okay like we're connected like oh my god these first couple of weeks are great we're great and then three months in I'm like I don't I don't like you no more I just feel like that's so much work of like tending to someone and like not pretending to like them but like giving someone attention because that's how you like connect and I'm just like that's so much work for what you know for me listen I'm a Pisces, so we like to exhaust all possible options and, and, and avenues. And we want, did we go down this alley? Okay, right. we did that already. And I totally resonate with this because it's like, some you don't need a reason. Sometimes it just ain't there. You know, Capricorn yeah. for me. I'm just <laughs> like, um, uh, we're not making money right now. We're yeah. just our feelings are on the line. Oh no, wasting my time. No emotions. Uh- <laughs> that's personal we'll talk about it to my therapist go on um, <laughs> um and I, but I like the point that you have brought uh, up earlier too that uh being a whole doesn't necessarily or if you decide to be in your whole phase that doesn't mean that that's all that you are and I think that does tie back to being the fact that like being a woman is many different things um and I was actually recently listening to a podcast that was talking about hotels by um Janet Sullivan yeah and although yes like you know all the hoes are just like yes like these this is like my anthem and whatnot like it's really just a story about a woman a woman Ooh, who like you several know women. several women several women but like at the end of the day like we all have all these versions of ourselves mm-hmm. so there you know you can be the hoe you can also be the madonna you can also be you know anything in between mm-hmm. um 
But I feel like it's important to go to those extremes for you to be able to find like that gray middle area Mm -hmm. that works for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) I feel like the gray middle area encompasses all things. And like sometimes this one is a little bit louder. This one's a little bit louder. Like Mm -hmm. we are flowing. Everything is a spectrum. Everything's fluid. What women is fluid. Literally. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but people being all up in our coochies and uh caring about the amount of people that we've slept with uh has been going on for forever. It's truthfully. True. Um, people all up in our space, all up in our love lives, um, unnecessarily. Uh how do you th- feel about things about like body counts? Oh my gosh. I think it's so silly. Like on I remember I had one dude I was talking to or whatever. And this young man was—he was high key obsessed with owning me, low key. Like uh-huh. I, I could see that in hindsight, but he would ask those type of questions all the time. And in my mind, I'm like, why does it matter? Uh-huh. Like, why do you even want to know? Like, even if you are emotional about it, whatever that means for you, like, why would you even ask questions you don't want the answers to? And uh-huh. I think it's a silly question. I think that's like, well, how many glasses of water do you drink today? Versus, do you drink water? You know, like, I don't need to tell you my count. We could talk right. about the things I like and don't like and see what, what works from there. Like, you a whole yeah. different human. So, you know what I mean? It's silly. I think it's childish, honestly. Yeah. yeah, that's a red flag for me. As soon as you ask, I'm like, mm. you don't really care to know. Like, yeah. you're just trying to figure out how, quote unquote, clean, you know, or like how many people have touched me type of situation. And what difference does that make? I showered in between. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really understand the question like I don't even I personally don't even count like you know it kind of is just something that happens and that's just for me like it's just like oh I know and that's like that's how you and that's your business got a note app you keep your you keep (laughs) the blessed ones (laughs) it's just just something that has happened you know with a person that I was connected with at one point so I'm just like so why do I need to report back Right. to anyone yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy it's strange yeah. it might be a little weird that i keep track but there's a lot of people that do keep track no no no. Weird. that's not weird to keep track it's your body oh yeah <laughs> tend to it how you please I'm i never saying, know I the know. number off the top of my head but like i always like oh i'll like add him in like a day or two later yeah i could probably guess it's around <laughs> this this about yeah maybe. vaguely like you know vaguely <laughs> I'm so like i don't think i keep track but i feel like i'd like what if someone was to ask me that I'd be able to be like, okay, I can go in order. Like, is that weird? Yeah. Where you yeah. can like account from the order. You're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. I get, wait, did I forget some? No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that deep. I'm not thinking about it every day. So, yeah, no. I used to be able to do that until like two years ago when like okay. I first started my whole phase. And then last two years, before, don't so. ask me. Don't ask me what order whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Oh my God. I have some, I completely just blanked out. I wanted to talk about um, these. Let's talk about like black women specifically in relation to the okay. whole phase because we do have like the Marilyn Monroe's and the Madonna's and Ooh. Britney Spears and the Monica Lewinsky. You know, mm-hmm. like these are white women who were obviously shamed, like slut shamed, but they were also presented with a certain amount of grace and respect for at the end of the day Ooh. being white women. When we have black women, um, we obviously have the misogynoir that is embedded in all of our culture, but then we have the media pushing this idea of like these whores or these non-sexual beings like originally in our enslavement in this country um we were not supposed to be sexual beings like we would have these like clothes that are like too big for us or like 
shaved heads and pulled back mm-hmm. so to make sure that we're not looking sexual to steal our master's attention but then we would be the ones like actually being forced to have sex with other people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so let's talk about the black identity with hoeness and whoreness and how that's changed how do you feel about that being a black hoe that's, <laughs> that's deep honestly i think there's terms for women that are seen, you know, that are used in a negative tone as in ho. And then once you put the layer of being black on top of that, you kind of get into this whole nother realm of disdain or to like this whole nother box of this is definitely not okay. So yeah. to your point where something might be a little bit more glamorous, ooh, it's taboo, it's pearl clutching, it's these things. And then for a, a black woman, it's more so like, dirty filthy like from this like intense like just derogatory kind of lens that people see it through Mm -hmm. I think that like you already pointed out it's hypocritical it's very like you playing in my face like Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't know like not to say like I I'm someone that claims the word or hears the word but I have friends and I've been in situations where I'm like oh that was whole activity you know what I mean (laughs) it's like cool ventures it shouldn't be this um I'm 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 losing my words, but it shouldn't be this thing where you feel like you almost have to hide it or be sneaky. I have a few yeah. friends who are like they have sneaky links and we have yeah. this like code that we speak through and we have meanwhile, not to you know put stereotype names on it, but stereotype names like Molly and her girls is like, yeah, and then Jim, that was last week. Yeah, girl, like you know, and it's it's a whole different way. We even talk to our friends sometimes mm-hmm. about what we've been doing. So I don't know, it kind of leads back to the beginning of having to cover up a little bit and be a little bit modest and mm-hmm. even growing up, and I know this might be a little left field, but it's like being in a household where it's like, well, put some pants on because you know uncle so-and-so come in and his friends and, oh, make sure you cover up. Like that same mentality of cover up because you will be sexualized if yeah. your are shown. Like there's layers, Mui. And I think for a black household, black women, like there's something that we understand and even my posture might change. I'm yeah. breasted, you know, like things <laughs> little like that. I know what shirt to wear in a certain you know, venue. Like it goes so, it's layered, you know? Yeah. Because Thing you can be deemed as promiscuous or for sure whatever, so yeah I think that Jasmine Sullivan obviously I love the album but right. um I think she does a really good job of of allowing us to reclaim that because mm. above like having like promiscuity or having sex with multiple partners it is about empowerment and not letting someone else dictate what you do with your body and how you mm. feel about your body so being black you already have you're you're literally the world shapers like you're Mm -hmm. you're you're shaping the world you're creating the future so however you step into your presentation of being um it's really gonna change the way the world sees you so i think it's really important to stand in your wholeness as a black hoe proud black hoe big facts (laughs) you feel me yes absolutely love it doing it for my ancestors (laughs) period Let's get into some common myths and uh, mistakes about hoes. I think uh, these are pretty standard. Uh, first and foremost, a hoe wants everyone. No, we don't. <laughs> I do not want you. I promise you. Well, you know, that's such a crazy thought because, first of all, who wants everyone? Literally. Yeah. Nobody, there's nobody in this world that wants and is attracted to everybody. But then there's this idea that, like, oh, I can't. Oh, don't talk to her. She's a pop. She's a hoe. Like, she's been with this person. Like um 
Yeah. So have you. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I slid in my her DMs and it was real easy to sleep with her. So, like, oh, it should be easy for me to sleep with her too. No. No. Yeah. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it's a double edged sword. It's ridiculous. And that's totally a myth. No one wants everyone. Nope. Holes are dirty. Also, a lot. I'm clean. I shower. I get tested. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of that uh, metaphor that people be using where it's like, not every lock can be opened by every key, but a key that could open every lock or whatever the, the, the <laughs> metaphor. Oh my God. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's not a lock and it's not a key. You don't unlock nothing. Nothing's happening here. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, your hygiene is not necessarily related to your body count or your sexual health. Like, exactly. it's literally not what, what, what. The what? Where's the correlation? Yes. You know what I'm saying. And also, if you do have an STD, which we've spoken about in our past um, episodes, um, one they're extremely, extremely common, and people are navigating this world as a human, and they do pick up things. But it's important that you check on yourself and you you take the appropriate measures and try to continue to navigate the world. Like it doesn't make you clean, it doesn't make you dirty. We want to make sure that we're, we're destigmatizing this identity mm. of things that just happen yeah experiencing yeah. life like and then this is my favorite and one are curable like come on exactly yeah. and then this is my favorite one because it's going to lead into our madonna whore complex is that a hoe can't be made into a housewife oh god that is my favorite one <laughs> there's no way that you can be a hoe and that you will eventually get a ring on your finger that doesn't happen though that's, so in, crazy. that's not obviously that's a lie an absolute <laughs> lie I think about um, I don't know if you guys follow her, Shan Boudram, and she or Shan Love Boudin, her. Yes. and she's someone who I really look at, and I'm like, you know what? I love her because the 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 idea when people say that it's like there's one set ideas what a hoe is, and there's one set ideas what a traditional housewife is. Mm-hmm. And in 2022, like we really need to start adapt like we need to like think differently you know because everyone doesn't fit into either or carbon you know Mm -hmm. cookie cutter box like we just described and she's someone that I think is able to to understand who she is and then define what her relationship and what her commitment looks like for her and there's seven billion of us in counting on this planet (laughs) there's no way everyone's going to fit into these boxes that will put on us for financial gain it's all about the bottom line at the end of the day so that's why all this is pretty silly but yeah. I mean, it goes back to us obviously being multifaceted, but mm. I also can talk a little bit about like social media and the influence of social media and media um, because mm. like we didn't have as much access to everyone's lives as we do now. Like we have mm. all access, like how they are at 9 a.m. in the morning when they log in and they could be a completely different person at 11 p.m. But either way, we're seeing this same person the whole mm-hmm. time. So literally I could be a hoe at 11.53 p.m. <laughs> and a housewife at 5.56. I'm still the one person. I'm a hoe and housewife. I'm a housewife. I'm a housewife. I think that that also adds to us understanding the fluidity of being, of being. You know, um, social social media does. So, hoe and housewife, all of this trying to throw things into a binary, ditch it. Twenty twenty two, y'all, please. Yeah, we're more complex than that. 
things are not exactly. polar. It yet. makes me think about um so one of the biggest things in media is the uh, the Madonna whore complex, mm-hmm. uh aka the virgin whore complex, uh was described by Sigmund Freud on the basis of some of his clinical work. Specifically, he noticed the difficulty some men had in involved in having sexual relations with their wives because they differentiated women into these categories. Those men were aroused by prostitutes and mistresses, but not their wives because paradoxically, mm-hmm. uh they respected the latter too much. They viewed them as fellow humans, i.e. not whores, to be sexually attracted to them. Um, And I think we've definitely seen that, like, throughout the years. It's played out in movies. It's played out in real life. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not anything, like, new that we have heard of where, you know, oh, yeah, like, a man has his wife and he puts her on this pedestal and she's to cook Mm -hmm. to me. She's to clean to me and do these vanilla sex acts for me but like when i want to get like real raunchy and down and dirty like you know i got my mistress that i call i got mm-hmm. my hoe on the side that i call for your, your baby chick. exactly <laughs> all ready for that on the side and i think it's definitely like that madonna horror trope is definitely like really men hold on to that mm-hmm. i think a lot more than women do um and since we are competing for the uh, attention of men women end up just running loose with that and within ourselves uh in our community we definitely judge each other for that mm-hmm. um but i find that just incredibly interesting that like how are you gonna marry somebody and be with somebody that you can't be like your nastiest and your kinkiest with like that is who i expect to be like my true horrorist self with <laughs> would be with my husband like yeah. oh you put a ring on it it's we it is weird because it's like Things that you can play with, like a toy versus someone that you put on the same level as like your mom. Like I've heard a lot and I don't, you know, of course it's not only men, like women also will um, reinforce this message, especially me. I'm growing up in like Baptist, you know, a black household and I was given handkerchiefs to cover my knees in church and make sure I was acting a certain way and be prepared for X, Y, and Z. But I had uh, and have a mom who was very like, rebellious she was like girl f that if you don't cook then walk in there and be like do you cook because we gonna have to figure this arrangement out you know we gotta eat because i could do laundry all day oh you hate that you know like that conversation but it goes back to like what you feel like you could play with and what you feel like no nah, no nah, because either you know whatever um respect and importance you put on that person like it reflects in how you talk about them how you show up for them um i've heard it was like a young man recently who was talking about a woman and someone in the comments was like, but your mom is twice her size. Were you talking about she fat, but you wouldn't say that to your mama. Like, you know, or you were talking about, you know, you don't like this, this or that, or she shouldn't be with X, Y, and Z, but you got, you got stuff in your family that, you know, you don't see as a problem. So we gotta, we gotta, um, we gotta break this hierarchy of people, you know, in general, because it's very linear and it's very toxic and, mm-hmm is dangerous because that's how you get people in situations where there isn't safety and there isn't yeah. intimacy and there isn't the ability mm-hmm. to kind of trust. And so now you're in this mucky waters of like, well, I think you're this way because you said this and I, you know, you get these snapshots, especially on social media of who people are. So, yeah, I think that that was a really great, great point because that Madonna whore complex, I think mm-hmm. it, it came down in the definition to respect. Mm-hmm. The idea is that you will respect your wife, but you will not respect the person that you are being sexually promiscuous with, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane because you should, when you are in any sexual situation, feel safe. Like it's not a release of frustration or anger. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be for some people, but it's still like, it's still a safety and 
both parties need to be respected for the job that they are doing. Exactly. Yeah. That's really insane. The fact that you have to hide a piece of yourself because you respect me already feels like we have to start at step one to understand what you think respect really is. Right. Yes. If I'm going to marry you, there has to be a level of trust where if you like X, Y, and Z, you know, like, I'm going to hold it down. You know what I mean? But, (laughs) you know, like, there's a certain level of, like, you have to lift the veil with the person that you're spending the rest Mm -hmm. of your life with if that's what you choose, you know? Also respect yourself enough to know that you are able to be your fullest self with your chosen partner. Yeah. yeah, I think it also boils down to or one of the things that like comes to mind is that like people just continue to see sex as like a filthy thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead of just like a normal bodily function that we do, same way we go to sleep, same way we shower, same way we pee, we mm-hmm. poop, we, you know, we do all like we have sex. Mm-hmm. You're and like partner, even though you can have sex without a partner, but like, yeah, partner do it. Exactly. And also like, what does that say about what you think and how much you respect yourself? That you think that doing this, these things with somebody else makes it dirty. Yeah, like, like, or, like you're still a part of it. Like you're, <laughs> you're still yeah. there. You're also still there. Like it's strange. This is shame. And like you said, it's like respecting your body, but it, I think it's a shame. There's like even if you respect your body, you you're programmed to feel like if I go this far with X, Y, and Z, then I now taint this person. You put and you like project that onto somebody. Like it's mm-hmm. It's deep because I'm like, you're okay with projecting it on the girl you just met, but the wife at home, you need to make sure you put your mask back on and you have to feel like, like, that's sad for the individual, you know, it's not fair to your partner. So, hey. I also think that that whole ideology is only intensifying, you know, like, like there was power in, there's power in the matriarchy, obviously, and there's power in the patriarchy. Like there is a balance, a system that I think organically deserves to be accepted and acknowledged but as you know time goes on things become toxic when you start equating respect and value based Mm. on either party you know what i'm saying because they can work very lovely in conjunction like okay you know it makes sense i don't want to go outside and chop down wood or something (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i i really feel like this is going to explode. This definition, it doesn't even make sense anymore. You know, yeah. like that only happens over time. And it's time right now, 2022, to to decolonize our mind and, yeah. and create this this true understanding. You know, big facts. You guys well, uh, that, <laughs> you guys have seen that that video that went viral recently of um oh my god, that, I'm not gonna call him an idiot. He's an idiot. That like male podcaster that was like, oh uh, if a woman is like in a relationship, like she can't have social media. If she has social media and she posts social media, like she's a whore. No, oh, she posts like scantily clad was like literally the word, like the exact words that he uses. Like if she's all scantily clad, like on social media, and like basically, if scantily. you are a woman and you are trying to actively date a man and like you're serious about him, like you should not be on social media at all because that's cheating. Golly, geez, yeah, that's deep. I know which podcast you're talking about. I haven't seen the clip, yeah, but. There's a lot. I hot take. I do not think men should have podcasts. <laughs> Listen, I I was, <laughs> um, yeah. So that specific <laughs> podcast is an outlet for people who do not truly feel confident with themselves and truly love themselves. It was raised under the guise that uplift this so you can feel powerful i do follow podcasts that are led by men right and they are they actually critique it and they're like this is stupid like you know and so (laughs) obviously i like to surround myself with those type of messages but 
to that, I think it's one of those things <laughs> where control comes back into play. He's very insecure, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And if you, if anyone was to tell me now that we're together, you are going to need to remove yourself from the social landscape within the internet. I would <laughs> probably be too shocked to speak. Like I would probably, because this is a part of our like day to day, right? Let's just keep it a fact. It's like cool if you have no social media presence. I was even joking with Grace, like, girl, I barely be catch being able to catch up with you on social media. Like she'd be very like, 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 like mysterious. <laughs> for someone to say that, they're just revealing all of their worries, scares, yeah. things that they fear. Like there's nothing more sexy than a man that's like, do your thing. I've already accepted you. We already or that you. cheers you on. That cheers like, you yeah. on. Like, yeah, you do look good. Let him know. Period. <laughs> like, it's like you didn't mind my uh my whole pictures and my close friends when we were talking, but now that we official, now I can't post nothing. You don't get to mold me. You mm -hmm. get to see if my already existing person is connected to, to yours. Like yes, you that's it. You don't get to mold and create me. Like you don't. Oh, I think that's absolutely. I love beautiful. that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Period. I tell me what to do. <laughs> I just love this space, this platform of always in bloom that that we're giving each other the mic and like to speak out so freely and safely. And mm -hmm. you know, I was actually talking to Grace earlier about that we are not excluded from the indoctrination of white supremacy of patriarchy because that's all we've grown up with here in this mm -hmm. nation you know so like us being able to reflect and look back at ourselves and how we think and really dissect it to try and decolonize I think it's a beautiful thing and like I love having this space to talk about it so again thank you for being here I just spirit called me to talk about that right now <laughs> thank you and I think like I was I wasn't feeling nervous or anything before I came on here because I, I understand the company that I'm in so I really appreciate both of you as well um, I was just, it just popped into my head real quick, but I remember Nichelle and I saw this on TikTok where it's like Nichelle or your person at, you know, we'll get to it. The younger age, like it's still a part of you and the, and the lessons you learn, you keep and you kind of evolve and you change as you grow and go. And I remember mm -hmm. being, it was like me and my best friend at the time we were younger and we'd be like virgins for life. Like it was so cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like keep it boxed in and like trust me about like, it was very that. <laughs> and then it went into being like, okay, I need to explore my body. So, you know, I'm vibrating up all that. Like, you know, I'm just, you know, exploring who I am. And then that tug of war of like, I want to have fun, but like, I found you. So I'm going to do this for right now and I'm going to figure it out. And mm -hmm. I think being more grown and kind of understanding who I am and in the space that we're in today, it's like, listen, you could just smell nice. I'm like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, pollution. And I don't feel any shame or bad about saying that, you know? So, yeah. and I, I definitely, that. definitely thought when I was, I thought, I'm going to be a one woman man. I got my gonna sleep around like like i said i was gonna find the love of my life so i was gonna find the love of my life i was gonna work at mcdonald's for like two to three years this was like my my life plan i was gonna find mm -hmm. the love of my life i was gonna work at mcdonald's while i went to college and then after college we were gonna get married and then i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really like that commercial i think i also think that like i from when I was young, I always wanted like a job as soon as I could have gotten a job. So I was like, uh -huh. McDonald's hired a 16 year old. Like, yeah. I just need to make it to 16 and I will have a job. Like, oh my God. No, literally never old. set foot into, never applied for McDonald's ever <laughs> right. in my life. That's so crazy, like, to understand how much the media kind of shapes our identity and what we think is supposed to work. But we mm -hmm. actually have to like talk back to ourselves. I remember when um, I was in. 
I was in like third grade or something and everyone was like talking about like their crushes and things like that like b5 was really popping you know and then I was just like oh my god I don't have a crush like something's wrong with me like I was pretending like I told everyone I was in love with ti first of all I didn't know because I was like no one's gonna look in I told everyone I was in love with ti I was like yeah that's my boo that's my man that's my man yeah yeah Clifford Harris walking around with all those rubber bands I did not I didn't think that anyone would notice like it's just like no, not like if I pick someone popular, they would like call me out. Like it's just like okay, so what year were they born? So I was just up in there doing all the research on Mr. Clifford, like learning all about him. I had like pictures of him on my book. When I tell you, not only was I not attracted to this man, I don't even think I was attracted to men. Like I was just, I was really creating this facade because I thought that I had to. Yeah, you know? the rubber band man. That's who you chose. That was me. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm, get it, baby daddy. Like, girl, you're you're in fifth grade. Yeah. Like, you don't like him. That's not your baby's father either. Like, <laughs> it was pretty ratchet. Um, oh. it was whack. I do think that <laughs> it's up to us to really acknowledge what we had done in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. we can shape our future. <laughs> yeah. No. I definitely remember obsessing about B five yeah. uh, back in the day, but I also do remember us like being like a little weird towards you know those who were like who didn't speak up it's like oh well you're not crushing on anybody or that, you're not doing you guys were so mean to us yeah but i think one at least for my personal <laughs> experience uh growing up going to dominican republic um i never or i i like i don't ever think i've ever seen like a actual prostitute like here in the united states I'm trying to think about it real quick yeah like that comes to my i've but like in dr literally grew up seeing that i literally saw like as soon as it got dark out you know there were corners that you know all these women and these really tight outfits would come out mm -hmm. there was one time that we were actually on our way to our airport and our car broke down and we ended up at a brothel for like three hours um mm -hmm. and like while we waited for our car to like come get service um and it, i remember that my parents like at the end told us that it was a brothel because i think i was like 11 years old yeah and then like my mom, my dad, my mom being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, obviously, like, they're just like regular women. Like, look, they took care of us. They did this and they did that. And I thought in my head, like, did you think that they weren't just because like we were like, they had like, sex? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's also like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it is not peak brothel hours. Like, it was empty. Like, you know, it was just. But like, why did I had I eventually had the conversation with her where I was just like, you know, that like we're like we're all just humans right like we <laughs> there's nothing different about them just because like this is how they like live their lives mm -hmm. um and i grew up with a lot of people who were very hypersexual uh in front of me mm -hmm. um so i think that did also because i always like teetered with my whole phase where i like fought it a little bit but when i decided to go full full-fledged i was like yeah i i know what i'm doing like mm -hmm. i have seen this growing up um and i and i i've never shamed anybody I take that back. Definitely shamed a few girls growing up about being some hoes, but mostly because of like the guys that they were with. It wasn't we, much we you did. Learn, but yeah, we learned. Yeah. Learn. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pretended to like T.I. Like we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> you know, and it's still an ever evolving thing. It's something that we're still learning. Like I said, I'm in, I'm in quarter four. I don't even know what that is going to entail. <laughs> right. um, I've got like the whole whole thing down packed, but now it's like trying to re-enter a dating pool instead of the streets 
um, and what that means for me. And I have literally no idea what that means for me. Are those two different things? Maybe that's a silly question. But when you think of the streets and you think of casually dating, are we giving a hierarchy to the two? Is it different? And... You know, that's just what popped in my head right now. Like, do we... I see it as two... I see the dating pool and the streets as two different things. Like, if you in the streets, like, you are in the streets. You're in the like streets you, for, like, a reason. For I feel like reason. dating, it's like we're, we're looking for something long-term or, like, just trying different things out. But I feel like in the streets is like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to just talk to different people with no intentions, I guess. That's kind of... Yeah, I mean. at least in my head, that's uh, like how yeah, I. That's how I imagine it. I don't know why, but I feel like it's the same. Your intention can be whatever it is, but I feel like mm-hmm. those two terms in my brain are the same thing, but they sound or they mean something different in society. So yeah. like streets, you hoe in, and if, if you're casually dating, then it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're quote unquote putting out. But even if you're in the streets, like. I feel like you could be yeah. casually dating and you could be like, you could be throwing people away or you could be like, you know, I actually like this person or just so you know, I'm, I'm dating other people. Like you hear those kind of ver- like that verbiage a lot. And I feel yeah. like it's low key the same. It's just I feel like when same. you're in the streets and then you find like someone that you like in the streets, then you start dating you and you go to the pool. <laughs> Here's trans- my it's a step. <laughs> this is This is the way that I thought about it. Like now, like as you were divulging into it more, yeah. the streets, you could just get up and go walking. You could get up and just get up and go to the street and walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you got to prepare for the pool. You know you what I mean? Push, you got to put your bathing okay. suit on. You got to get your sunscreen. Wow. You got to get your towel. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're hoeing around, I'm, like, I'm not going to look cute. I'm not going to dress cute. I'm not going to mm-hmm. filter much of what it is I'm going to say. Like, mm-hmm. it is you are going to get what you're going to get. I'm not going to try to like, oh, my God, what's your favorite color? And what do yeah. you love to eat? Like, oh, no, no, you look good. Um, yes. You have your own place. Like, where, like, I live with my parents. I can't pull up to you. I don't got a car. You got to drive me. Um, <laughs> oh, you want to hang out? No, I don't want to hang out. Can I just come over, like, and sneaky link? Yeah, yeah. like, it's just real cut Actually, and dry in the street. Okay. But for the pool, you know, you apply yourself. Oh, my God. Like, I do want to know what your favorite color is. And I'm like, yes, let's actually be seen in public and like let's go out to eat don't pick me up at 11 p.m in an uber and um ship me off to your house like those <laughs> like the difference, <laughs> the difference is for me <laughs> i can hear that i can hear that just random question <laughs> yeah i'm not I'm i've not, started a little bit my close friends is not as thotty as before i'm not good in the streets it just doesn't go well i just can't pretend i cannot pretend yeah i try yeah. so hard yeah no <laughs> no it just don't work out for me I, remember I was I was trying to be in the streets and from Gracie's definition and it didn't work out that much because <laughs> I was in the streets for like two weekends and then two weekends. <laughs> I was like wifed up like I was like hey, I love this security I love it and then I'm like, hey, girl, like you lock it down too quick or you know like in the past I've always felt like that Remember one time? Oh my god are we at okay whatever safe space right so we got on the um I don't want to be whatever. We got on a low bus, right? Me and my mm-hmm. friend. And we head to New York. And we were hitting up all the um, the gay bars and whatnot. Because if you know Nichelle, if you know Trish, like, that's just where I like to live. And I remember I was like, I looked at a bartender one time. And I was like, is he into me? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know if he's for the girls or for the girls. Like, you know? <laughs> and um, I remember one thing led to another. We were having a popping ass time. I'll say that. But then the next day, I was like. 
la di da di da like nothing happens. Like I just walked through my life. And my friend told me, he was like, that was the best night of our lives. Didn't you feel good about it? And I was like, did I disassociate? Did I just leave that Hi-key. moment there and move on with my like, I don't know. It's weird. Life is weird. It definitely is. Anymore. So yeah, streets, dating, whatever. We're, we're living life. We're living. We're living and we're grateful every day. And being our best selves is, is the goal of the daily. The daily goal. To be the best. Exactly. Oh, one ever was <laughs> to catch them. No, don't catch them. I don't think I've ever picked up anybody test. at a bar. No? You know. I, I, get, I as social media has been my uh, your go-to. My go-to. Ooh. Stop it! Yeah. Stop it! Because you did cottage picked up. That was you. I mean, I'm not. A <laughs> lot of my hosts, and not all of my hosts, have been through social oh, media. You pick them right up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no social media. Like I, I think I've been picked up. Sorry, I've been picked up in person, but like I haven't picked anybody up in person. Like I've only shot my shot via social media uh, same because same i could th- i could shoot a shot via dm like that is zero yeah. issue for me my issue with shooting a shot is that i'm like okay now you do the work because i'm like i like you what's good yeah and then they have to act on it and they don't they're just like okay cool and i'm like oh this is see i do that in person i'm like i stared at you for six seconds why are you not why haven't you um, why aren't you here yeah. <laughs> i love an eye gaze and then what? you follow up I love doing a walk, and then you follow up. I don't know why I can't get jiggy with social media. I think probably mm-hmm. like a few people will hit me up, blah blah. But I'm very like professional, like low key. Now I'm thinking about yeah. it. I'm like, thank you so much for the inquiry, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, paper trail. Maybe it's my HR the paper trail. Like, <laughs> screenshot I need, but I just know I like that in the in person moment where you're like, yeah, you know, you want another one? You want to? Okay, cool. And now you look at me. Now you cheesing. Now we like going like flirting. Like I love that moment. Mm. For a really <laughs> long time, I've refused to like get on. Or like date anybody or take anybody seriously who would like message me because I was like that's not how you meet people yeah. like we have to be in a grocery store and I have to have passed by him in the aisle and he caught a whiff of my perfume and he had to come follow me and see who I was like that needed to be my story you you won't be grocery shopping I do not at all. <laughs> what was this vision like and then I realized that my dream required me to go outside right and like I don't I don't do that very often I'm like okay social media does have its place I get it I get why people meet other people online mm-hmm. so now we're, mm-hmm. we're i destigmatized myself i uh talked myself out of it i was like you yeah, know we can you can dm me and i'll continue the conversation what about like dating apps i've been <laughs> i've been on tinder i feel like the dating apps have like a not a hierarchy but for an intention tinder is strictly for hookups yeah but like... it was tinder before like i mean okay tinder was always for hookups uh yeah. tinder and plenty of fish were the only ones that hmm. I, I thought plenty, plenty of fish, of fish. For, like marrying people yeah what does plenty of fish give because i don't really know nothing plenty of fish is you were looking i for can't even daddy. like properly describe what plenty of fish is because no matter what phone you download it on it always feels like you're like on an old ass computer that's what it sounds like, like it, it always just feels like you're on an old ass like it slows down your your phone it's giving very AOL like myspace mail. like aol feel yeah. the ux designer needs to step it up on plenty of fish 100 <laughs> um but plenty of fish is almost like a 
undercover or less known version of like a Tinder or a bougier, maybe like an Androidy version of Tinder. <laughs> I know it's. I can't properly describe it. I have <laughs> met two people off of Plenty of Fish, so like I. Okay, but I'm also like a gem on Plenty of Fish. Like compared to yeah, the like, people I, who no actually looks like you get like, on Plenty of Fish, like oh, I okay. literally very much stand out because I'm think I'm one of the own like one of five females that don't have like a full like all my pictures are all filters. So Ooh. I get so I get that a lot like on the social media apps that I have been on. Like I don't ever use a filter like really when I'm taking pictures. And so people will like message me and be like, "Is this really you? That there's no way this is you because like you don't have a single filter up." And I'm like. I just don't use them. Yeah. Um, I can take a picture of myself right now by a clock if you would like. <laughs> you could see that it is me. Um, but those are the only two that I, and Instagram are really the only two that I have used. Nobody talks to me on Twitter. So, you know, there's that. But, um, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and no, Instagram, Plenty of Fish, and uh, Tinder have been the thing. I've been wanting to try Hinge and Bumble. I heard that oh. my friend told me that they have used Facebook dating. Like, there's a dating app for Facebook now. What? She went on the worst date, and I'll have her talk about it one day. But uh, it was absolutely insane. Facebook has dating? Yeah. Is that a separate app? I literally I never heard that. I think it's a se- separate app or something. She said it's new, and it's, like, in its beta mode or something like that. But I was just like, girl, why are you meeting people up on that? I low-key feel like I heard about that. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust Facebook to... <laughs> Yeah, I think they actually do like compatibility matches based on your like profiles too, and then gives you a range of people, and that's when you do like the matching thing. That's I like what I that think even less. Huh? I like that even less. <laughs> Don't match me based off of the things I put on Facebook. Like definitely exactly. not. She definitely had a date with like a freaking white supremacist guy or something. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Interesting, interesting. What uh, dating apps have you seen or used, Nichelle? Um, yeah, like I just said, I love an in the moment moment, but I remember right. there was like a month where I got on Hinge because Hinge just sounded very like Hinge was cool, yeah, real on this app, you know. <laughs> the dating app that's meant to be deleted, like, yeah. of, of course, I'm gonna find the love of my life. <laughs> like, I was on there for like a month, I was talking to this one person, he was outside of what I would typically go for just aesthetically, and I was like, you know what, he seems cool, like, he's a musician, like, he plays in Brooklyn, like, whatever, it's cute. <laughs> And we're talking for like three days. He invited me to one of his shows, actually. So I'm looking up at the ceiling, the ceiling looking at me. I'm like, I think we got something here. (laughs) Girl, let me tell you, so the day that we were supposed to meet up, I hit him up because I'm like, I'm not about to trek it to Brooklyn and I haven't talked to you today yet. I was ghosted. (gasps) (laughs) I was like, I'm deleting this. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. He having a busy day. Next day, didn't hear anything. I was like, I'm. I literally don't exist anymore. I'm not here. I never did this. <laughs> I never did. All the first people I told that to. Nobody knows that. Oh like, my nobody. god! Is that the first yeah. and only time you've ever been ghosted? Hell yeah! Now let me stop. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me think. The first time that I've been ghosted on like a plan, like to meet up and for a date or something. Yes. Maybe you in the past have been like late or oh I'm sorry, look, give me 20 more minutes. Like I'm already in route. Like I've had those moments, but mm-hmm. never like I got my fresh beat and my outfit on and I'm like just checking in and I don't hear from you. I was like I had my that? first ghost during my whole phase also and it was really like how'd you feel? It just like you, like I li- like I kept my mouth open. I was like <laughs> a gape. So like you just not going answer how rude and what hurt me the what hurt me the most was that like we were like already like fake like 
sexting each other or whatever yeah oh he literally i'm gonna cry he literally left me on red after i sent him like a really nice titty picture and i was like there's no No, way because my they're great first of all my nudes are artistic the lighting the outfit the angle like it's never just gonna be like a poop like i just took a picture like the nails like there's always like a vibe so i like i this like distinctly like see the picture in my head right now i'm like that was such a fire ass picture follow our patreon for Mm -hmm. the picture yeah i'll post it (laughs) um but he did not respond to me that's crazy like literally you did not deserve that and then i like he was like still following me on Instagram, so like I blocked him and then I unblocked right. him because I was like, "There's no way that like you're just gonna continue your life and act like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't meet me." Like, come on now, but you That's, know, yeah, it makes you feel crazy. I'm How like, do y'all feel about it ghosting? Really does. Like, like you it. actually ghosting? Not like have you ever ghosted you. anybody? Um, let me think. Exactly. Um, I only will like ghost someone after I've already made it clear where I stand and they just think that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I don't yeah. meet those people. Like I like to be very direct. I've sent, I've sent voice memos. I've sent texts like this has been great, but I want to make it clear that I think you are just a friend. I might see you in passing and I hope all will be well in your future. Bye. And if you mm-hmm. get it twisted and you calling me and all, and you know, do 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 this caller you start getting no messages it's not like i didn't say anything like i always yeah. like to make it clear enough you know mm-hmm. i'm really bad like at that i'm a fizzler mm-hmm. like i'll just like yeah. start responding less that is terrifying to me and like with less frequency and like my my answers will be shorter no i need it like very clear because if someone like any mis miscommunication i'm i'm calling the police i mean <laughs> fuck the police but i'm just saying like i'm making no. sure that someone needs to know like i yeah. cannot be out here no it doesn't work like i they all hit me up <laughs> they all, they all get me. i'm a fizzler I- but i'm out of it <laughs> they're still yeah. in it i literally be like i'm yeah, i don't get why they're still texting me like grace you you never let them go. I was just like, but I haven't, I no. haven't spoken to him in three whole days. Like he has to know that I don't want him anymore. <laughs> the best recipe is that like gradually dipping and then the message, you know, like for me, I like to give you some, like a, like a, now I'm thinking about it. Like you have a period of time where it's like, I know she's busy, but like what happens? Like, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like you still hear from me. But then there's a day that comes and you're like, so what's going on? Sometimes I've been confronted and I'm like, all right, here it is. Or I'll just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I think you're excellent, but my life is going yeah. in a different place. <laughs> always like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, thanks for heads up. And then they move on. Like, you know, you move on. People live no. their life. Yeah. I think part of it is definitely so that I definitely want them to still want me, even though I don't want them. I think it, it's like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah I think it's definitely that. Yep. Yeah. I just want you to, I don't want you, but I want you to want me still. Yeah. And like, I still kind of want you to buy, buy my phone. I just don't want to respond, but I want to know that like, it's there. Okay. I can't. That's why quarter <laughs> four. Okay. Quarter four people. <laughs> um... We're working on it. <laughs> You know, I think it's definitely that. There is such a like a sense of power when like three of my hosts text me at the same time, and I'm like, "Is this is this manipulation that you're describing right now?" Oh my god, am I? Is this manipulating that you don't actually want them, and you're just like tease, like it's like teasing them at first? No, no, it's like teasing. You don't gotta give nobody anything. Oh yeah, my bad. Never mind. They're men. All right, let's move on. (laughs) 
Then they're on TikTok screaming at their phones, like mm-hmm. hurt and don't know where to do their feelings. <laughs> It's cool. Leaving voice messages like that's yeah. fine. That's yeah, no. fine. Oh my god, I need to do. I need to look into this more. I'm like really, but oh. this is what quarter four is for. I do want to leave the whole phase. So I need to just uh figure out because it's not like I know that attention from everywhere isn't a good thing, and you don't need mm-hmm. attention from everybody, yeah. and I don't need attention from everybody. But it's nice to have your phone blown up it's nice I to have attention. the hearts in the dms right? yeah. <laughs> yeah i love attention and i love to feel invited into someone's world and i love to feel like the door's open and i love to feel mm-hmm. like i don't have to go and seek that people come and seek me i do love that and i think it's something we have to look at grace so yeah. that's why i was like i was a bit triggered when you said it i was like but right? it's like letting you go doesn't mean that I've lost something because I'm making room for something else is how oh, I rationalize yeah. it in my mind. So, wow. and like the more that I'm thinking about it too, it's like, it's invitations that like, I'm never going to accept. Like, I don't actually want to go there, but mm-hmm. I want to know that I'm invited. <laughs> I want crickets. Like, yeah. I just assume I'm invited <laughs> and you know. Like, that's that's just how how I operate. But I can't wait till we get later, much later into this podcast when we actually just both go to therapy or something. Yeah, this, this is, is definitely like I'm I'm writing this down. I'm we're gonna, gonna talk about flag this. <laughs> Why do I need so much attention? It's not like I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I was, I wasn't lacking it as a child. Right. Where does this come from, Michelle? I don't know. <laughs> Mommy, and Daddy always put attention to me. I got a lot of attention. I think that's a lot of way that a lot of people, my, oh my gosh, this is going to get serious because this is a journal entry I just did. But I think the attention, which connects kind of to like words of affirmation, acts of service, like that is the way that I was shown love so much like throughout mm-hmm. life. And I was, I'm the type of person where you don't have to give me a gift. Like I, I grew up on Payless. Like if they had a, a clothing line, that's probably what I would have been wearing. Mm-hmm. But I think the critical years of my life, like I felt the most loved when I got that type of attention or affirmations, like whether it be through the arts, like dance and like the the praise, like it feels so good, not in like a ego way, but more mm-hmm. in a like soothing the, the little child in me way, you know, yeah. plus, you know, so to strive for that, to feel like you're excellent and then not get attention is like, am I doing something wrong? Did, yeah. Do you not feel attracted to me? Like, am yeah. I the light that you fly to? Like, you know, so we all need therapy. 100%. <laughs> that yeah, was no, we very definitely. eloquent and very well yeah. put. I'm glad you wrote that in your in your journal. <laughs> Sounds like a really great entry. Thank you. I think I got stuff to write about too. I was <laughs> learning my love languages recently and um, they're quite intense. And it's like, I think when people think about love languages, they think of it like romantically or like in their partnership Ooh. or whatever. But no, like, the way that we accept praise and attention, like this can go into like work and even like our friendships. Like mine's are so, mine so hard acts of service and words of affirmation like tell me i'm doing a good job yeah (laughs) right now (laughs) or i don't know that i'm doing i don't think i'm doing anything like it's so i feel like we need to acknowledge who we are in our languages in all of our fields and acts you know yeah yeah and attachment styles i was when i was oh my gosh 
like literally hoism versus housewife versus who cares versus I really do, but I'm not, I'm gonna try until I fake it until I mm-hmm. make it kind of thing. I had to start looking at that. That's my new in act two or Q4 of this year for for me personally is gonna mm-hmm. be understanding my attachment style. Yeah, there's something this it's gonna be something avoidant. I already know it is. No, like, yeah, <laughs> same. Mine is avoidant. Like, that's a whole nother thing, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. send you an article that I was reading on attachment style also um, because I didn't even know that was a term. And then I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, break this down for me because now it's 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 resonating with me because I'm like detachment. What's that? <laughs> like you detach yourself from people? You're supposed to do that? No, don't understand. Yeah. What is the what are the different boxes? Because I'm someone who if I know something's done, I'll disassociate from the situation and then it didn't happen. Like my mom used to talk to me about this all the time where she's like, Michelle, everything isn't so black and white. Like sometimes you feel the feels and they can be reworked into your life as something else. And I'm like, no, if it's done, I don't want to be reminded of whatever that situation was. They don't exist anymore. And I move forward. But like, whoa, you know, it's pretty yeah. aggressive in every situation. So um, you know, this is something I definitely need to look because I definitely feel like I attach myself very quickly to people mm. um mm. and that has caused me issues in my whole wholeness game quarter quarter four um where like I end up talking to somebody for longer than like I probably should have yeah mm-hmm. um because I did attach myself and I also I'm a really big romanticizer like in my head mm. I oh my god whole other world of scenarios in my head of things that have happened um and i tend to really emotionally charge those like thoughts Mm -hmm. and then like we'll implement them onto that person and then i'm just like oh well this is how you are when it's like no it's not it's literally just what i thought of in my head i do that a lot like a lot Hmm. i was uh, looking up what um different attachment styles are like how they break it down into the categories or whatever, but like everyone's kind of looking for like a secure attachment, you know, Mm -hmm. secure. And I personally don't think that that is possible without like very intentional work because the only other options are disorganized, fearful, avoidant, avoidant, dismissive, that's me, anxious and preoccupied. Like, you know, like it's not like we're just those three or secure, (laughs) you know? Um, And I think that obviously secure is the safest and most confident, but um, they all, they each have different definitions and I will share them with both of you. Um, But uh, it's it's because of obviously how we grew up, how we view our parents, you know, nature versus nurture, but also society. Like in women, we are told that we are in a submissive role. So when you are in a submissive role or it's subservient, that means that you are attached to the person who is above you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I feel like as we come into our identity, we have to make sure that we acknowledge our our autonomy and our own power. Um, and that's where the security comes from. Damn. Yes, very much so. Definitely in that stage of life, where I'm trying to really be concrete and hone in on what that is, because I was talking to a friend and she was like, you know, just venting to her or whatever. And she basically stated, like, we were raised by women that rebel, that feel rebellious now towards that construct of what a woman's supposed to be and how they're supposed to act mm-hmm. to the point now where we're hyper independent and hyper uh, achievement oriented, but mm-hmm. then like need to re kind of teach ourselves to decide that it's a little bit more natural to us yeah. you know like you feel that tug of war of like well I'm but don't box me in and it's like you go yeah. so far left where it's like well do you know how to 
Yeah. In that balance where it's healthy it's and it's not something that was defined for you. Okay. It might look similar. It might look different, but like, are mm-hmm. you comfortable even going there? You know? Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough out here. I think I was speaking to you before, um, or maybe it was through Embracing the Crown, but you were mm-hmm. talking specifically about Black women and what are the words that we think of. And someone was talking about, like, I think of strength and strong. And I had posed the question of, like, does, like, would we still be looked at as being strong if we weren't constantly under attack? Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. It's like, of course, we want to be strong and we want to be independent, but Shadi wants to be soft and wants to be a damsel sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, like and taken care of and cherished. And that's what it's a balance of life and identity, but also the perception of what others see you as. Because we were talking in our traveling episode, like when we're traveling abroad, obviously, as as women, we always have to be mean or loud or like make sure that we look me like like tougher, like don't fuck with us. Yeah, I'm a man right now. You know, like. I'm exactly. yeah. like, don't, I, my head's on the swivel, like, but I'm more chill. Like, y'all know. Exactly. Like, you know, like, like don't, don't, <laughs> you know. Like, you know. <laughs> and also, I do, I do my mean mug, but as soon as you talk to me, it all just like literally just fizzles away very quickly. Like, oh my God, yeah. Did you, did you want to sit here? Oh, damn. You're I so warm. Yeah. Like, right? like, 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 oh, like, did you want a hug? Okay, bye. It's like okay. the defense that we have to have on because we are so under attack Um, but we are defining ourselves and redefining ourselves for ourselves in a way that is beneficial and I think that it does start here with these conversations and being transparent and honest and welcoming and safe so that's good let's 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 keep on doing this let's keep on keeping on Michelle, so we're going to wrap things up and we are going to ask you as a sprout or as a sprout section where we're going to ask you uh, what is a piece of advice that you would give your younger self. It doesn't necessarily need to be in uh, terms of like, you know, whole life or whatnot. Um, it could be general advice, but if you want to be want it to be more specific, you can as well. So what would what does little Nichelle need to hear? Mm. Little Nichelle. Let me time warp. I would say to Nichelle that everything that you fear, well, let me go back. I probably would say get used to the idea of trying things that you're afraid of. That's what I would say. I would say get used to the idea of trying things that you're afraid of. If you didn't fail at something today, then you are not growing versus having this idea that if I'm exceeding every day, then I'm growing. It's this thing of like, that just clicked for me now that I would love to tell myself, like trying something and not doing well at it is going to up and open up three more doors that you couldn't have seen if you only stuck to the things that you would achieve at. So really push yourself to try things that you may fail at so that you can truly grow. I would say that to her. It's absolutely beautiful. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think my little self needed to hear that too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Even now, I, I we tend to lean towards things that we feel like we're going to be really good at off that versus yeah. things that we need to will have like a learning curve on mm-hmm. or like we know are just going to be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that is absolutely beautiful. How about you, Mui? What does little you need to know? Um, I like to try and find something that little Mui needs to know based on what spirit tells me in our conversation having now. And I feel 
that she needs to hear that your body is yours. Own it, honor it, take pride in it. And you are entitled to yourself. No one else is entitled to you. That it's 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 really yours. Yeah. And it's absolutely beautiful. Little Grace. What does little Grace need to hear? Um Damn, this is a good one. Right. It's going to be fun, girl. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> That's what's yeah. up. Don't attach yourself too much of uh, all these uh, plans and dreams and hopes that you thought were going to happen. But uh, just have fun. Life enjoy is... The exactly. Make, yes, enjoy the journey. Exactly. Make room for fun. Exactly. Ooh, I need that too. Make room for fun. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yes. So uh, that is a wrap for today. Ooh la la. Michelle, thank you so, 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 so much for taking time of your take out of your busy schedule to uh, join us today. No, this is excellent. I love being here. <laughs> Michelle, tell them where they can find you. Yeah. So again, Michelle O'Shell is on all social media. That's on TikTok, Instagram, sometimes Twitter, YouTube, O-H-S-H-E-L-L-S. If you want to holla holla at me for a little cha-ching cha-ching, O'Shell17 at Gmail. But yeah, O'Shell's everything. Thank you guys again. Absolutely, course, many that. blessings. Thank you so much, Nichelle. It was so good seeing you. Also, yes. it's always healing. Like it's always like medic. Like I needed this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, thank you. You like you're literally like glowing through the screen. I just want to <laughs> let you know that. <laughs> thank you're already you. Always been gorgeous, but literally, just truly, your energy energy is radiating through the screen. Sure. So. Thank we're so you. glad that you were able to be here. And where can you find us, Mui? Well, you know the vibes. If you are listening right now, you can be listening damn near everywhere. Um, but make sure that you're checking us out on all social media. We are at AIB Connect. That's true. On the Instagram and the Twitters. Yes. And you can also look at our look for our Patreon and feel free to contact us at alwaysinbloom.content at gmail.com if you have any questions, any specific topics, because oh my gosh, we are wrapping up season one. Ah! All right. Many blessings. Thank you all so much for joining us. <laughs> Bye. We love you all. Bye. Bye.